This is a Looney Studios podcast. Hello and welcome to Aird Talks. I'm Hunter Looney, the Game Master, and this show is here to dive deeper into the world of Aird, which is traversed in Aird Tales. Today we'll be discussing the game mechanics of the upcoming Roxville Spring Games. The first game that they'll be playing is arm wrestling, and this uh, this episode is going to uh, dive into the mechanics and what will go into each uh, specific game, so that uh, if you wanted to do it in your own home campaigns, or if uh, you just wanted to know how it works on the back end. So, the goal of the arm wrestling one is to either outlast your opponent or uh, overpower them. So, uh, you have opposed strength rolls that you'll roll against one another. Um, Gomori has plus zero to strength. Salazar has plus one to strength. Um, and for the number of rounds the character can roll... Um, that depends holistically on like their constitution and stuff so um if your opponent has not rolled a 20 by the end of their allotted rounds then you'll also begin uh rolling constitution saves to see how um how long you can stay in the game so each round against somebody so you're engaged with somebody with their arm um competitors will make a strength check if neither competitor reach the target number then they may begin to tire a character can arm wrestle for a number of rounds equal to their constitution but after that they must succeed on a constitution check of 10 10 or above to continue to arm wrestle they must continue to check each round with the incre- the DC increasing by one with each check they make. When they fail one of those constitution checks, they can no longer arm wrestle and they automatically lose. If both competitors fail their constitution checks in the same round, then the winner goes to whoever had the higher degree of success. A character who fails the constitution check incurs a Minus two penalty to all strength-based based rolls involving that arm until they can rest for at least one minute. So then let's go to the long throw. So in this uh, competition, they're going to long throw a javelin, which weighs two pounds. And then uh, a gnome that weighs about 30 pounds. And then... A log that's a 20-foot log that weighs about 150 pounds. Um, With this uh, system, the range increment, which is how much it increases each with each of their things, is that uh, the javelin has a 30-foot range increment, the gnome has a 5-foot range increment, and then the log has a 2-foot range increment. So... With each sub-event, they have two rounds to go. 
So they get to throw the javelin twice, the gnome twice, and the log twice. They do a dexterity check for their footwork and release on the throw, and then do a strength check for that throw. I'll then calculate the distance of the throw. Uh, for Gamore, they have a dexterity that is plus one and a strength that's plus zero. Salvazar has a dexterity of plus four and a strength that is plus one. So the way these are calculated are, they do that dex throw. Whatever that ends up being, it gets like their plus one, plus whatever, okay? If they roll a 10, it'd be plus zero, and then whatever their dex modifier is. So if, let's say, uh, let's say Gamore through a 10. That'd be a plus zero from the dex throw itself. And then her dexterity modifier is plus one. So that'd be a plus one. That's going to end up helping them on the actual throw. So then, let's say, throws a strength throw. And let's say, for instance, the, the strength throw was, um, let's say, a total of I don't know, 17. So, if they got 17, and then they had plus 1, that would result in a total of 18. So the way I have this figured out is, if they have from 0 all the way up until 9, they threw it they messed up somehow and threw it like into the ground or tripped or something at zero. It didn't go anywhere. From then on up, it starts going to be, um, if they threw a 10, it's 15 feet. And when I said it was a 30 foot increment, I changed it to 15, sorry. So it's 15 foot increment. So with that throw of a 17 and then the plus one on the decks that means an 18 so that would bring the throw all the way up to 135 feet and that would be where they uh gamori would have thrown that so it's a 15 foot increment everywhere from 10 and up so 10 is 15 11 is 30 feet and so on and so on and so on uh and so whatever the dex modifier is after the dex roll and their dex modifier gets added on top of whatever their strength roll was to get that number. So then that changes with the gnome to being 5 feet instead of 15 feet and the uh, log throw to be 2 feet instead of 5 feet or 15 feet. So then, if we go down to the uh, archery day, they're going to have 10 arrows to shoot at a target that is um, 100 feet away from the target. Uh, if somehow there's a tie, then they would move back 100 feet and do it again. It's very rare that this ever happens. So, they have 10 arrows to throw. So the way I map this one out is if they roll a natural one, they miss the target. They get zero points, but they get negative 20 uh, 
crowd favorite points. Because remember, there's a crowd favorite at the end of all this. And there's a uh, um, an overall winner and a crowd winner. And each event has a winner. So, natural one, you look stupid in front of the crowd. Two to four, you miss. You get no points. You only get minus ten on the crowd favorite points. You throw a five to seven, then you get one point because you hit the outer ring, and you get one crowd favorite point. You uh, throw an eight to ten, you hit the middle ring for three points and three crowd favorite points. Eleven to fourteen gets you an inner ring of the bull, of the um, target, which gets you five points and then five crowd favorite points. A fifteen gets you a bullseye. And that's 10 points and 12 crowd favorite points. Um, 16 to 19 will get you a bullseye and will also split the previous arrow that was in there. Or um, it just adds a little flourish to it. So that's 10 points again, but then 15 crowd favorite points. A 20 or above gets you, uh, well above a 20 gets you a bullseye extra finesse so that's 18 points and uh for the crowd favorites and then 10 points still because you've hit the bullseye and then a nat 20 will get you a crazy finesse 20 crowd favorite points 10 points for the actual hitting of the bullseye uh gomore has plus three when using bows and salvazar has plus two when using ranged weapons so uh so then, if we go down to the treasure tree, uh, this game is, the, it's a tree that's surrounded by the um, crowd and whatnot, so it's a huge tree. They're at a safe distance from the tree. Now, up in the tree, there's various bags strung up on the tree. There's ropes that are used to tie the bags to the trees that are varying thickness and toughness, and also the bags are varying thickness and toughness. The items that are higher in the tree are harder to knock down and they have like thicker bags, thicker ropes on them, but they have more valuable stuff in them. Um, so you can still like, you could shoot the rope, you could shoot the bag, depends. Generally the bags though are thick enough to where it would be really hard to just cut the bag. Um, so after you knock the bag out of the tree, if you hit one of the bags, then what happens is the bystanders will rush down to the bottom of the tree and get the goodies that were in the bag. Uh, this event is a event that you can make a lot of crowd favorite points in. And so, uh, here's how I broke it down. They will have to pick their shot beforehand, before they shoot. And depending on where they're aiming for, depends on how difficult the shot is. There's five levels that they can aim for. They could aim for the lowest level of um, bags. They could, uh, so, like, that one, that level is the easiest, and it is set at, they have to throw, they have to roll a five or above. And so if that releases, it's just candy in there. 
uh, which they uh, people still like. So they get a plus two on crowd points, and they get one point for the event. Uh, if they miss, they get minus five on crowd points, and then zero points. So if they go to the second level, though, they have to roll a nine or above. And those bags have some copper in them. And they would get two points for the event and plus five on crowd points. Uh, the middle level is uh, they have to roll a 13 or higher, and that has silver in it. They could get three points for the event and 25 crowd favorite points. Uh, they could then also um, go for the fourth level, which is a 17 or higher DC that has gold in it, and it has five points for the event and 50 crowd favorite points. And then the hardest level is they would have to roll a 20 or higher. And that has platinum in a bag. And it is 10 points for the event and 100 crowd favorite points. So then the next event is the uh, Deadly Daggers. And so... Two participants are standing towards one another, and there's a huge wooden target behind them. It's like if you took a circular table and upended it, and it's on its side. A person is standing in front of that, and it has targets drawn on that table. Each participant is giving ten throwing knives for their throwing arm, and then they are then strapped to the table with their legs, their waist, and their non-throwing arm. So they have 10 throwing knives that they throw and try to get as many points as possible. Um, if they choose the spinning deadly daggers, same thing except the tables start spinning them, both the participant and the other participant that they're throwing at, that's also throwing at them. If they pick the spinning deadly daggers, it's the same rules and throws and everything, except it's triple the points and it gets a little harder as you go. And it's a it's like the same points that you would score for the event, but you get more crowd points, crowd favorite points. It's also it's it's more difficult obviously to hit and stuff. So if you are, um, if you are doing the, I'll do this across this. So if you roll a nat one, you miss completely for both, um, of the events. Okay. You get zero points, obviously. If you're doing the regular throw, you get minus 20 crowd favorite points. If you do the spinning one, it's minus 60 crowd favorite points. But, to miss completely, you also, in the spinning one, could roll a 1 to a 7 to miss completely. In the regular one, uh, where you're just standing there, if you roll a 2 to 4, you would miss, but you would graze the opponent. You get one crowd favorite point, but still zero points. And... Um, 
in the spinning one, that would be you'd have to roll an 8 or a 9. So it's more difficult. You're still missing to get any points, but you get some crowd favor points. In the spinning one, you'd get 10 crowd favor points that way. Um, in the regular one, if you threw a 5, you'd miss the po- uh, miss the like points, but you'd end up hitting the opponent in the heart and hurting them significantly. And they would start having a lot of issues going forward and would not last very long. So you pretty much would not score points for yourself, but harm another participant to not have them make points. Uh, you get 10 crowd favorite points there. You get 100 crowd points, crowd favorite points if you're doing the spinning one. But in the spinning one, you'd have to roll a 10, not a 5. All right. Uh, for a 6 to 7 in the regular one, you would miss, but you'd hit the opponent in the abdomen. You'd get 8 crowd favor points. In the spinning one, that would be an, a roll of an 11 to 12. And that would be 80 crowd favor points. Um, 8 to 10 in the regular one, you would miss, but hit the opponent in the arm. You'd get 5 crowd favor points. With a roll of 13 to 14 in the spinning one, you'd get... 50 crowd uh, favorite points. So now we'll get to into where they actually hit the uh, target that's on the table behind the people. So 11 to 15 on the regular one, you'd hit the outer ring. That gets you one point in the regular one and one crowd favorite point. 15 to 17 on the spinning one would get you the same outcome, hitting the outer ring, but it'd get you three points and ten crowd favorite points. Uh, on the regular one, you'd get the middle ring if you rolled a 14 to 16, and that would be three points for the event and three crowd favorite points, whereas if you rolled an 18, in the spinning one, you'd get a nine points for the event and thirty for the crowd favorite points. Uh, set a, if you roll a seventeen to nineteen on the regular one, that'll get you the inner ring on the target. That'll get you five points and five crowd favorite points. If you're doing the spinning version, you have to roll a nineteen to get that. That'll get you fifteen points for the event and fifty crowd favorite points. Now, if you roll a 20 or above, you get a bullseye on the regular one. So, that's the same for both of those. If you roll a 20 or above, you're going to hit the bullseye both on the regular and the spinning one. But the difference is, if you roll a nat 20, you get 20 crowd favorite points on the regular one. And 200 crowd favorite points on the spinning one. If you roll a 20 or above without that 20, so a dirty 20 or above, then you get 18 crowd favorite points on the regular one and 150 on the spinning one. Alright, jousting is set up to where um, each participant is on horseback um, unless they are centaur, then they run themselves, but centaurs have their own division. 
Um, each person is in full armor with a shield and has a long lance. Um, these are entertainment lances that are made to shatter upon impact. Each time a rider will charge at the other participant, they are given a new lance. So hopefully nobody gets speared or anything. The whole point of this event is to knock each the other participant off of their horse. And that is called a dehorsing um, by impacting the lance on their shield. Uh, this jousting tournament is unique that um, if you are both dehorsed at the same time, then you both lose. Other tournaments would then have the participants battle on foot, but not in this one. Also, this uh, tournament is uh, a double elimination. So if you're dehorsed twice, you're eliminated. So uh, here's the rolls. If you roll a one, you miss completely and embarrassingly, embarrassingly so. You get minus 20 crowd favorite points. You have to roll a... Uh, uh, if you dehorse somebody, you get ten points. That's pr that's how you score points. So, uh, you can keep going in the tournament until there's nobody left in the tournament, and see how many points you can rack up. So you can then roll two to eight, and you would still miss completely, but you're really close. So you get five crowd favorite points there. Um, you roll eight to ten. Um, you have some grazing contact, and you would get one crowd favorite point. Eleven to fifteen is um, solid contact, and that's three crowd favorite points. Sixteen to nineteen is good contact. That's five crowd favorite points, and a nat twenty is. Um, they are dehorsed automatically unless they rolled a nat 20 to save and that's 20 crowd favorite points so if so what happens is if, um, they're riding and the other I'm rolling for the individual they're riding against so they will have to make a saving throw for whatever I roll so they roll a d20 to see how they position the lance and then they will also then roll a d20 to see how they save against what I rolled. So, um, if um, the their opponent rolls between 1 and 8, they, they don't need to save. They got missed. If their opponent rolled an 8 to 10, they'd have to roll above a 4 to stay on their horse. Uh, if they rolled... If their opponent rolled 11 to 15, they would have to roll above a 10 to stay on their horse. If their opponent rolled a 16 through 19, they would have to roll above a 15 to stay on their horse. And like I said, if their opponent rolled a natural 20, then they would have to roll a natural 20 to stay on their horse. And so then the last uh, event is a magic pie eating contest. Um, and then the awards show that same day. So in the magic pieing contest, some of the pies have been imbued with magical properties or just made to be nasty. Uh, whereas some of the pies are just normal pies. And there's plenty of healers nearby that can assist if anything goes crazy. If the person passes out or vomits, then you're out. 
and your count is halted at the last one that you completed. So um, the record is 12 pies. Um, after eating each pie, each player will make a constitution throw that increases with each pie they eat. Um, if something crazy doesn't happen. So both Gamora and Salazar have a plus two on their constitution. So let's start with the, um, the, so they roll it one through 20 to see what type of pie they get each round. I will go over the pies when they, um, on the next air talks, cause I don't want to ruin any of the pies that they may or may not have to eat. And then I'll go over the pies, uh, holistically in the next air talks. Uh, that brings us to the end of this episode of um, Air Talks. On the next episode of Air Talks, we'll dive deeper into sentient species of Air, specifically the genus that includes the uh, like goblins and such. Uh, but let's take care of some housekeeping. Our adventures encounter magical items, and I want to invite everyone to visit patreon.com slash Studios. The link is in the description. On the front page, there's a link to the Google form where you can, anybody can submit an idea for a magical item. Anyone can do this. You don't have to be a patron. You can do this anonymously, or you can put your name or username to it to receive credit. If we use it. Um, please add to this list. It's one of our favorite in-game activities is getting those new magical items. And while you're there, you can also check out the Looney Studios Patreon. If you become a patron, you gain access to this podcast early, among other perks. And speaking of Patreon, I'd like to thank our patrons. Thank you for supporting Looney Studios and Air Tales. Uh, Looney Studios can be found at looneystudios.com and at the social media platforms listed in the description. Please give a review on your favorite podcasting site. Like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And submit magical items on our Patreon. The Looney family helps you have a wonderful day.